Well, the big question, Mr. Manana, always asks is what have they done to speed up transformation? Seems like uh, from a footballing perspective, we need to speed up transformation of referees. And we do apologize uh, to all the Room Dividers fans. We know, we know, we know. But we owe and we carry over almost like the lotto because we never, ever want to disrespect any segment or any feature on MSW. But there will be times when it calls for this like it did today. But we will always apologize and say we will pay you back because that is how we work. Not under the table, not in brown envelopes, but we'll pay you back in terms of time. That's what we do. Mr. Manana, good evening, sir. Good evening, Rob. Good evening to the Radio 2000 listeners and a happy week for everybody. Oh, it should be a happy week, but my goodness. Yeah. I feel exhausted already, Mr. Manan. What's happening? <laughs> it's Tuesday, Rob. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, let, me, l- Tuesday. L- let, me, let me put on my rugby hat. Stop stressing yourself with the round ball. Yeah, let's go to the oblong one. The oblong, yeah. oblong, oblong one. I don't know. I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to start with... There was a result, and we've been we've been tracking the Stormers, the Lions, and we were saying, okay, what's going to happen? And at some point, I thought, you know what? This game, done deal. I, I don't know what I went to do for three minutes, and I came back, and it was a completely different game. What changed? Rob, a lot of things. I think for me, I have to say it was one of the poor games that I've watched. Uh, you know, 80 minutes of you just trying to really... Uh, salvage what you can take out uh, in terms of structural play from both sides none was existent especially from the stormer side yes they won uh, but they had to wait up until the 84th minute to win the game and uh, thanks to the brilliance of the scrum who on his own uh, you know just pounced on a loose ball that was not controlled properly it had Akjiva Daimani still stuck on the scrum and he had only had one thing to do and that was to go over the try line that was Janchi so uh, I mean at that time it was dead and buried once again facing back to back defeats uh, in front of this time around their home crowd uh, and, 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 and they did the inevitable and uh, they drew 17 all with a conversion to come from SP Marie. You could see actually uh, the Lions players frustrated trying to rush the conversion but unfortunately it was not to be. But also I think the Lions for me, I don't know what happened, why they took the foot off the pedal. They started off uh, like a house on fire, scored those tries, early quick tries, uh, just to you know unsettle the, the Stormers side and uh, Stormers kept within with six points in the first half going into the break, obviously 14 six but I mean they just kept on coming and making sure that uh, you know they put pressure and they got the penalties kicking every time the three pointers I, I guess that's what you need and uh, they won dirty at the end but I have to tell you something Rob it was not the greatest game that you could watch on a Saturday afternoon well no wonder 14,831 fans rocked up because when I saw that game and I'm like no man this this must be a wrong stadium this is not typical of Newlands uh, faithful to come out in those numbers but once you've had a 40 Three hammering to the bulls. It's it's a bit painful to then expect uh, to come out cheerful. Yeah, certainly. I mean, I think for me, the, the most standing thing for me was that uh, 95% of the home game uh, teams won this uh, past weekend. In fact, the Sunwolves were very much unfortunate not to beat the Waratahs at home. Otherwise, you could have had something that you don't really see 100% win record uh, for all the, the home sides. And uh, and I think for me, what was important about this one, it just uh, sort of shows us again that, uh, you know, the Stormers, uh, they never they never gave in. You know, I, I think the, the 
players, they knew that they owe it to themselves. Uh, some uh, big changes were made in the week. And, uh, and, and for them to come back and score, you know, uh, one try in the end. Remember, they were scoreless. They couldn't go over the white, uh, whitewash uh, for, for most of that game. The Lions had only scored in the first half, kept them abreast, lost their captain, and that was the Lions. So things uh, eventually did not go that well for the, for the Lions side. I think uh, another just major, major problem that we've got to highlight, Rob, is the Rob. I think Egan seconds, uh, you know, for me, I think yeah. they could have done much, much better in terms of selecting him for this game. He could have gone down to Durban, in fact, to go and do the Sharks versus the Blues game. But unfortunately, he's a former Thomas player. He's now refereeing. And it's just recently, you know, not much, not over 10 years that he stopped playing for the Stormers. But I think for me, to have him there, uh, you know, uh, was, 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 a, was very costly uh, for, for, for any rugby supporters. You want someone that is very much neutral. Uh, you know, uh, he handled that game as if, uh, you know, it, it was one of his first and second. And he's been uh, for some time in the limelight as, as a referee at that level. And uh, he didn't really uh, mm. do any justice for him to be at the helm of that game. And I was very disappointed, uh, you know, with some of the calls that he made. I think the turnover with Malcolm Marks, also the knock-on uh, just before it led to, 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 the, to the Stormers getting the, the scrum. It was a knock-on in the line-out. You know, he's got assistance, but he wasn't using. So those are all telling uh, blows for him as a referee, but also knowing that he's a former Stormers player himself. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, and, and I think it's great, again, to highlight that role. We, we don't really talk so much about it um, when we do analyze it. We do talk. Obviously, on match day, it's a different story. But talk about impact from a player. How, how, how massive was that coming through from Eben Etzebeth? I think he had about, what, less than half an hour to play. Look, he's always a, a, a player, an X-Factor player that you need in terms of uh, him coming on, just the presence of him coming through. You know that he's going to add some some fire. Uh, and I mean, he's destined to start uh, this coming uh, this coming weekend against the Sharks in Durban. So, Rob, you've got to understand, this is a guy, uh, you know, that is uh, very close to three quarters of Springbok caps under his belt. I mean, he's played exceptionally well for, for the Stormers. We know that what an asset he is for the team. And I think for him, it was a matter of just showing it to himself that you know when he comes on he's going to make a change and that's what is required from the reserve or of the bench I mean you saw in one headlines where the Southern Kings coach uh, blamed his entire uh, bench uh, for, for not really coming to the fore and really stepping up in the game that they eventually lost uh, by a big margin I think against Leinster uh, over the weekend so it does uh, come into the role where you need one of those senior players to come on board and he did come on board and it sort of uh, just changed the tune a little bit especially up front and uh, just the grant that was needed and it came from him where he was just uh, uh, the Eben Elizabeth that many people wanted to see and they definitely saw him uh, you know taking those runs ballocking runs but also being very physical at, at, at contact situation talk about contact situation I think other people need contact lenses to have seen the, the difference between the two sides I mean these these Marvel jerseys great innovation they look hey, terrible, but it was it was a problem they, they on the weekend they, eh? they look terrible you can't even distinguish uh, between the two teams let yeah. alone what, ab what about the guy that's on the field that's got the ball he's got to make sure he passes to the right player so I think for them to change at halftime there was certainly indication to the team management that they had to change these jerseys because it was really causing a confusion 
confusion. And 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 also, I think for me, uh, you, you know what what is so important is I think they have to go back uh, to their playing strip. Yes, we understand the the Marvels. Uh, it was for obviously earlier on for the preseason, but now it's back to business, and uh, you've got to wear your your primary jersey. We know that the Lions normally wear the red, and the storm was blue. But what happened on Saturday was just something uh, that maybe one can put a blame to the to the team manager for not really communicating with each other in terms of uh, of the jerseys that they were going to use on the day uh, and and we don't know maybe it's a cost saving exercise we 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 yet to, to to find out but certainly it wasn't because the team changed uh, you know in the second half at the start but for me they looked very confusing i don't know about you rob no exactly that's why i'm saying that for me you couldn't really distinguish between the two and um, yeah sanity did prevail you were talking about last minute um you know, points ticking away in that game. We found the same thing. I mean, Kerwin Bosch, again, to his best with the Sharks team uh, that seems to be favorites for the season as far as Super Rugby is concerned all round. Uh, Durban is buzzing. Uh, you know, people have hope. There's a spring in the step. But it, it seemed to be pretty comfortable against the Blues. What, 26-7? Rob, you've got to understand, two from two, Sharks remain uh, with, with Crusaders. Uh, as the only unbeaten side in the competition in the early stages, obviously. But for me, it's the consistency if one has to talk about uh, the Sharks in Durban. You know, they, they, they've beaten uh, Auckland Blues and, and, and quite comfortably. It's a bonus point win again, Robert, which means for the last two games, they've gotten the full might of the points that was needed by the coach and, and obviously the whole team, which means they sit pretty with 10 points. But for me, it was just, uh, you know, the, the players that came to the fore, you Look at a guy like Lucanio M, undoubtedly our best number 13 in South Africa at the present moment. But then I understand people will say it's still a bit too early. But sure. he's shown, obviously, in Sanulf away what he, what he can do. But most importantly, you know, he just is a complete player, Rob. I have to say he's really a complete player where I just think that I just wish that he can freeze, uh, you know, the, the, the amount of uh, talent and the X factor that he has. And just when he wears the green and gold, we can actually see another step so that he can really, you know, realize his full potential that he is one of our best number 13s. You just have to find someone who can be beside him. I mean, I like Andre Esterhazen. We don't know what will happen. Maybe Jan Serfontaine could come to the fore and you look at those combinations. You know, it could be something else for South Africa, but as things as stands right now, I think for me, he's an integral part for the, for the Durban side. And also you look at just the thinking, the communication. You look at also a guy like Mapimpi, you know, yeah. not getting the ball and wanting to run. He understands there's someone on his inside giving inside. It, it you know it, it it gets them the first try through Farsi. And for me, it's 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 what you need. You need guys that can really uh, bring out their best, and also just for us to be able to see the talent that surrounds them. Spunkosi. Luckily enough, you know the neck injury wasn't that bad as uh, it was previously thought during the game. He'll come back obviously, but for me, they've got enough in the tank. I think the speed of Kevin Bosch just shows you what a talent he is. You you you'd want to think that a Kevin Bosch, if he can just fix his defense he'll be more of a rounded player whether he's at fly-off whether he's at fullback but his preferred position obviously is at first five eight at fly-off uh, that is to be but for me uh, everyone is playing well i mean you look at uh, Haran andrews you know the lock for me i've been impressed with how he's been playing throughout uh, you know this uh, first two week campaign as a mm. lock forward not much of a bulky lock but he's doing is uh, a courtney laws of the sharks if i were to put yeah. it in, in that manner you know uh, he's all over the park he's physical 
physical when you have to be physical, but also he's very mobile around the park. And that's what you want. You want guys that really plays to the point. They play in a structure. And you can see they've got structure. You can see the Sharks are not just throwing balls around. They know what they want to do. I mean, there was a time when they had the line out where you had backline players coming to join them all and they scored tries. And that's what you want. You talk of structure. They know exactly when we hit this area, we're going to involve two to three backline players coming to join and forcing and pushing whoever we're playing up against in resulting in, into a try. Akar van der Merve, well, it's been a good fortnight for him. Hasn't he dropped three tries? Mm. He's been signed now, you know, for, by a Northern Hemisphere play. He's about to leave and earn the pounds, but continuously, uh, this guy plays. And this is a guy that many people, even if he's not part of a Springbok setup, a blame will always be towards a Bongin Bonambi. But yet, you know, you look at, you've got a 37-year-old keeping this guy out of the Springbok uh, setup. That's one of the reasons why he'd left, because he doesn't see himself being part of Razi Rasmus' uh, a squad. But yet again, other people see it. You know, sometimes, Rob, it's always good. If a player makes a decision to go, he just goes because he just wants to enjoy the rugby. It's not always about the money, but also we've got to say that a player like him should not have been lost in South African rugby at present. Remember, look at his form. It's World Cup here. There's so much happening and you need a player like that just in case we have an injury of your top two uh, front runners or in terms of in that hooking position. Oh, no, without a doubt. And I mean, it's important that you highlight that. I'm also equally happy when you say that the injury was when I start, when I saw them. Uh, you know, you know when they start to strap you up there uh, yeah. in the manner that they do, and they take their time, and you know that you know what this is a serious injury, and then they wheel you off obviously into the emergency room, and sometimes straight into the ambulance uh, to the hospital. And then you start to fear the worst. So if you, if your report back says that it's not as serious as it looked, and that the treatment that he's getting is is you know we might see him bouncing back even when this weekend. Yeah, well, Rob, it will depend, I think, up until the very last moment. Remember, the Sharks play a very critical game against the Stormers. They want to do well. They've started off well as well. So I think for me, Spungosi might wear. It's up to the coach, obviously, Dupree, if he would want to really risk. He's got enough. He's got Eloise Mvomvo, you know, who's got uh, so yes. much experience. World Cup, uh, World Cup uh, Springbok, he's been there. He's done it all for, for, for the Sharks. So if, if Spoo is not in, then they've got a, a very reliable replacement in Eloise Mvomvo as well. So you've got a lot of capable replacements that are able to come through and also replace Mo. But he should be back. If he misses this one, he should definitely be back mm. ne- next week because it's just a, a muscle injury and not what it was thought to be at first. All right, 0605842250. That's the WhatsApp voice note number. If you do want to throw in your voice notes and you look back at the weekend Super Rugby, the rap that we're chanting about here, we're not just going to... I want to throw in one quick one about the Stormers, though, because when I saw the game and it started, it was 12-0, 1-2-3, it was 19 19- at half time and I said well okay we're going to have a very high scoring game sure it was but I just thought that somehow the guys in that second period were not what we saw in terms of application just their creativity a little bit of their organization kind of lost it a little bit is there need for concern at all for, for which team is that wrong? that's for the Stormers Look, I th- the, the Sharks sorry the Sharks, as we're talking about the Sharks, yeah. 
look for me the the sharks as i said just previously rob for me what i what i'm enjoying and and i've watched both their games against the sun wolves and against the blues is just the consistency uh, that they bringing to the fore i think for me also they were playing at three o'clock in the afternoon in that heat in that humidity rob uh, you know it yeah. sort of took its toll towards the end uh, of of that encounter i mean if you saw they let uh, then the the tries come in as well but they enjoyed a very good healthy lead but also for me i think also uh, you know they played at a very high tempo it nearly costed them uh, not that they would have lost the game because they still scored four tries to one which means they only leaked one try so we, we, we have to forgive them for that lapse of concentration just the ball going out wide and just be beating the last man on defense for me was very critical but for me overall I think uh, you know many uh, many supporters are just happy that they were able to get the bonus point but most importantly were able to carry that win from the Sun Wolves into Saturday's game and also looking at playing at three o'clock in the afternoon in Durban. You know, mm. one thing disappointing about this for me, the whole game was obviously the supporters uh, that uh, really didn't pitch up for, for, for that game. But in terms of how they played consistency and also just making sure that they win it uh, with, with a lot of minutes uh, still, still, you know, still left and giving their reserves an opportunity to finish off, that for me was sort of a team on a high and a team to look out for. And I think for me, they, they own something here if they can really put things together travel well when they have to go to Australasia try and see if they can win two to three out of the four games there then they'll be certainly uh, one firstly contenders to win the conference but most importantly that time around go through to the knockout stages. Manana was there overconfidence as far as the Bulls are concerned you know from that convincing 43 uh, they go to Jaguares and it's 27-12. You know, you know, Rob, that that game, it's it's not always nice to to wait and and and, and watch it later. But I think for me, the the Yaguares, uh, they would they would understand that you know they they really had an opportunity to beat the the Lions just a week ago, and they were coming up against a side that had done fairly well against the Stormers, putting forty on the board. And not many people, in fact, thought that the Jaguares could could beat the Bulls. But remember, the Bulls had gone to Buenos Aires for the last three attempts. Also, they did not win, so it was not going to be easy for them uh, and we'd forgotten uh, those stats what it does to, to 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 a team i mean it was wet obviously the the excuse rather than says that it was a wet Buenos Aires. so the ball and what have you the condition didn't suit you look at the uh, henry pollard you know getting the ball from papir drops it it leads to a try for the jaguars as early as the 17th minute so the jaguars start off well from a, a mistake from their from their pivot and that's a henry pollard changes the complexity of the game because it's one way uh, traffic for for the Jaguars, they hold on. They behind 12-10, but then they score those those other two tries to to win the game 27-12 uh, at the end. But they were always in the game. The Jaguars, the 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 Bulls only got themselves to blame, missing vital tackles, not really concentrating at ball, but rather man watching. And for me, those are things that you've got to really, when playing away, you've got to master. You've got to make sure you hold on to the ball for as much as you can for you to set up because you've got big enough forwards. They've lost also Lua Diaga, the captain on the day, but they still had the Dwayne Vermeulen. They still had the Scout Brits. You know, they had all of the players, Trevor Nyakani, all of the guys were there. But unfortunately, they come back with no points so, you, you know to show after that trip to Buenos Aires credit must go uh, to to the big forwards of 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 of, of the Jaguars especially if you look at Lavanini uh, for me and also I look at you know the the brave battle that they put up against uh, the the Bulls meaning that they were very prepared for the confrontation of the the physical uh, confrontation of 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 the Bulls side I'm looking at something rather 
ridiculous. Um, I don't know if it was a, a moment that will go down as, as a miracle, but if you paid very strong attention, it's not Manana this time, it's Manasa. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, there was like a switch of play to the right. Um, and then he was brought down somehow. But then, I don't know, there was like an over-the-back offload that happened there that got me thinking, <laughs> hey, man, what are we watching here? I know people are resurrecting, but what was that? Morning. Very early in the morning, Rob. <laughs> you know, that, that's the offload of the century, if one were to say. One of the best offloads you'll ever see in rugby. Uh, you know, I think for me, the, the reaction of Mangua was also brilliant for him to go and score. But also, it just tells you, I mean, this is a Crusader side that have gone unbeaten, you know, in 18 outings. Uh, it's not something you've seen, Rob. Uh, you know, they, this this week they could they they could just up the record again. Uh, you know, if if one were to to really think they played last season from first game to the to to the to the final and they won the final. Um, I mean, that's a good record for for the coach Robinson. But also, what's important is the players. So much self belief uh, that they can put up uh, skills. Uh, like we've seen, you know, um, it's a pass of the season, brilliant performance all round. It's not only about the offloads this time around, but it's just a brilliant performance from the team. And they're playing at home, they're playing against, uh, you know, one of their uh, uh, bigger, bigger uh, sort of uh, uh, rivals in, in, in the Hurricanes. And yet they put up this good clinical performance. It's a team that is continuing weights left off from 2018 to 2019 for me. But also the Canes can take something. They finish off greater. They score those two quick tries from Ben Lamb. That's what is important. Embarrassing for the, for the, for the Crusaders. They just let their guards down. But for me, they steal a team that can really win it back to back again this year. If no team is really going to really poke on those mistakes and look at, they're also human beings. They can also sort of, uh, you know, leave and open up the guard for you to take them on if you can. And the Hurricane showed us, but they already done the damage from the, from the, for, for the first, three quarters of that encounter but for me i think brilliant work and we've seen you know the the defense up to the usual standard you look at uh you you know scott barrett for me the barrett brothers is shown again as, as 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 a lock forward for, for for the crusaders and and it's what you want you know they're still living up to their name the crusaders and that's why they're, num they're number one rugby team in the super rugby right let's have a quick listen in with the voice note that's come through uh, good evening, Parop, and Kuputando Manana. Uh, this is Lucia from PE. Uh, Parop, regarding this Thomas versus Elions, um, I think Elions, um, they, 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 they were disappointing this weekend. Uh, we, we know is Thomas are not, are not in the best form or are not in form. So I was expecting Elions to walk over is Thomas. But I, I, I think I must highlight. Elton Yankees, I think he's failing in what you call Elions big time because in big matches, because this was a derby, a big match, and he failed to deliver. And it's not the first time that Elton Yankees is failing, whether Elions or, or Springbok. But Elton Yankees in big games, he's nowhere to be found. So, so I think I think it's Thomas. It's, it's high time that they look for another number ten because he's failing them, and he failed them in this week, in, especially in defence. He was a walkover in defence. Shapra Rob. He, he'll always be a topic, won't he, Manana? This yeah, man. Well, yeah, he will, Rob. I think for me, um, you know, I, I mentioned Warren Whiteley. You know that uh, him going off uh, sort of destabilised the. 
the lion side but for me a guy like elton Janchis, you know at some point or the other he's got to take it by the scruff of the neck and at, at times you you try and look and see when is he really going to really do something you know that can really make this guy uh, just uh, make his uh, detractors just to keep quiet for once he always leaves that door of opportunity for you to go at him and, and for me i have to agree rob i think started off well spread the ball but then mm. he became quiet as the game went through uh, I, I mean also you look at that critical uh, five meter line out you know that uh, was lost it was a throw to Marvin Ori and you know that sparked the, the, the storm was because it was now or, or, or never so it's those critical those mistakes uh, because he only got a penalty kick in fact in the second half uh, Elton Junkies no dropping didn't even think of drop goals and what have you because he had thought this one was already won in the bag and that's the mistake that players professional players make is they always want to win it before the fat lady sings and 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 for me also the the coach you know he's got to make a call he's got to change uh, Elton Junkies, if he sees he's not really into the game, uh, you know, because you've got to also just try and keep his confidence up. When you play someone, doesn't mean he's at a bad game, but also when you keep him for long, you sort of regret at the end of the game and you look for excuses where uh, you, you, you try and highlight what could have happened there, but also you try uh, and eliminate what as a coach you've made you've made mistakes but you don't want to highlight that one of my mistakes was actually not to take Elton Janchis uh, and see what someone else could have done at that position because the first 5-8 fly-off is a very critical position uh, that you have uh, have to and, and Elton was just not in it they should have won it Robert I, I'm, mm. I swear to God they could have won that game in the 60th minute already but unfortunately they let them back in and that's why the Stormers could be able to always put in those three pointers cut cut the fat cut the fat up until they were at striking zone and they scored in the 84th minute. I mean, it just reminds me of the game when they played in that uh, pre-season match down at the Cape Town Stadium. You know, he, he was full of, he was in control. Yeah. Everything, was, he was he was switching play. Um, he was using, obviously, a lot of the football to ground uh, grubbers that he was using very effectively. The mind was sharp. You know, I was thinking to myself, Man, I haven't seen the best of Elton in such a long time. And he was delivering on that day. You know, obviously there were moments again where he would have a miss or two. People expect him to slot one in. And I thought, okay, fine. I mean, it's it's, it's still getting the cobwebs off ahead of a, a, a very long season. But he just showed glimpses of why he is such a great player. Rob, I mean, also it's also important you watch the player off season. I think uh, he didn't. He, he didn't. He, he had s- great preparation for Super Rugby, so I, I expect him to be fresh. Uh, he, you know, and, and that's what is important. I don't think that uh, you know he, he understands that um, he didn't take much in terms of uh, Japanese. He stayed behind, and you know he was involved. He just had good time, off time, and I thought this is a player that could really is preparing for a World Cup, not taking a lot of flocks in Japan, and then come just before the eve of of the. Super Super Rugby had enough rest and so forth, and 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 that's important. It's only game two, you know. He's got another derby game to uh, to, to look forward to against the Bulls. Oh. Uh, another big clash uh, comes Saturday as well at the Highfield. So uh, you know, maybe a change of scenario could again lift him up. But also, they do understand that they've lost really four critical points that they could mm. have flown back with to Johannesburg. But for me, I think he's that type of a player. Bolo's hot and cold, uh, as as we've known him, and um, and and that's why there's always. Uh, you know the debate about around him, Henry Pollard, and whether he's maybe uh, fit enough to have Henry Pollard on his inside. And you know, there's so many uh, talks about you know where really, really Elton is best fitted in terms of his game management style.
All right. Um, Seda Bosman on Twitter says that, well, I'd suggest that the Stormers rather play some of the young guns uh, that played on Super Sunday. The lads were impressive, but now uh, because of the desperation of the coach will not get to play often. And Robbie seems to have run out of ideas. There is no plan B. Hi Rob, this is Sianda in Cape Town. Uh, I think for me, besides the Super Rugby, you know, which was quite uh, interesting again this weekend, um, I think the South African sides have just got uh, indifferent results, I guess. I guess it's because most of the derbies were local. But I think it's still impressive to look at the New Zealand teams. You know, both uh, the Hurricanes, the Highlanders have not lost. Uh, and also the Crusaders. But I think for me, one thing that has really acted me, though, just outside the Super Rugby, you know, issues, is just what I saw today. This News24 journalist again added, trying to suggest that Kobas Reinach, you know, would not be able to play for the Springboks because of the color of his skin. You know, these guys are again trying to spread some lies here that, uh, you know, he should be playing. While we know that uh, Papier is the better number two to Faf Diklek. I think these are the kind of things that do not take the country forward, Rob. You know, and I'm really disappointed with the News24 guys again. And I've been watching them do this quite a lot of times. 100%. Uh, I think I had that one in my short list of uh, uh, issues to be spoken about. And and we will carry it through because I didn't want to touch on the contracting issue, uh, Manana, because it, it, it is one that requires a lot of our time. And um, I don't want to disrespect the, uh, the the listeners in, in such a way to introduce it when we have minimal time today. Uh, but it is key. Ashfaq Mohammed on Twitter says, watching paint dry would have been more exciting than the Stormers and the Lions match. And uh, I was working at Newlands and nearly fell asleep until the last 10 minutes. Ashfaq, we always enjoy your honesty, sir. How do we wrap this one? I wanted to... Ch- uh, another one I'm going to try bring on to the show soon. We are having so many black ex-rugby players doing big things in the likes of New Zealand. How is that happening? Well, it's good. It's good. I'm happy for... You know, Rob, it's it's always Mpombioze, I think you're talking about uh, getting those opportunities. Uh, and it's all about opportunities, Rob. And I think he's very excited. Uh, he was at the game, the Crusaders game, to even watch. And that's what you want. I think he's there uh, to empower himself as a coach going forward. And I think that's what you need. You know, and, and I like what you're saying is uh, the, the contracting thing. You leave it for a, for a nice day where we can able to, to delve into it because it also involves uh, from, 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 from my knowledge or, or from, from, from what I'm getting is that it will also uh, later on in, involve coaches as well. So the contractual thing will also go for the players, widen the pool, uh, contract the younger players, but also look at the, at the young up-and-coming coaches, uh, the, 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 the of this world that are coming to the fore, going and getting those things. Should have been long time done, uh, but it's never too late, I guess, Rob. But for now, I think, uh, you know, a guy like him will do very well. Uh, you know, he's traveled uh, and he's also won big uh, tournaments. And it's only safe for me to say that, uh, you know, he, he wants to, to be the next big thing. And is following in his mates, and it's good to see. You know, you look at Mzwandelestik. Uh, uh, you know, they played, they won the HSBC World Seven Series together. They're all coaches of the game, but most importantly, more interested in the 15-man game. Uh, Vuyozanga is in Germany. Uh, Rob is the yeah. German 
Seven's coach, you know, so there's there's so many of them that are coming to the fore. And, and, and that's why it's important that they, they come to the fore, they, they do everything possible for them to, to make it uh, uh, in, in, in rugby. Let's leave those that are leaving these shores, Robert. I always said to you, I'll always be buried in this country. Mm. And pride for me mm. is within the South African flag. Not outside, Rob, but for me, it's within. We've got enough talent, uh, both from coaching or player perspective. There's enough talent in this country for us to be worrying who's packing bags to, to chase the, the greenback, as they would say. We've got enough talent that, you know, who still aspires to become Springbok coaches. Mm. Junior Springbok coaches, and those are the guys that are going there out of their own pockets, out of their own will to get much information to come back as better uh, coaches. Next week, Monday, what's happening? Martis is playing uh, Pekka, uh, who's coaching. Jonathan McQuenna. Wow. Imagine if he beats uh, Martis at home. Wow. You know, we, you know that's a black coach that is uh, heading uh, the the universe. He's done ever so well, better in fact than Robert Dupree, uh, who won a first division but never won a varsity cup, lost a varsity cup. But Jonathan McQuenna won the varsity cup. So we've got to look at and, and give credit where it's due. Let's and keep an eye on that important. one, Manana, on, on Monday, so that we might just uh, carry him over to the Tuesday uh, room dividers. And as always, Madiba's rugby club president. President, former Springbok, Junior Springbok, Bulls and Krikwas, flank forward, SABC rugby analyst, Mr. Manana. I thank you so much, sir. Great three show as three, always. Madibas, three out of three. Thank you, Robbie. I'm three keeping score. Three. I'm keeping yeah. score. I don't want to post Not only and Matis. Watch also Madibas. What do you think I was watching the last time? Thank Thank you, Load shedding. Load shedding. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.